Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, good morning, Milwaukee. It's Tim and Taos in the morning, a Friday edition. Tim Allen, baby Taos, Bill Smith. How we do? How we doing? Fantastic! Can't Every, wait. Everything okay? The, uh, the maiden voyage of Tim and Tausch in the morning, starting up here, August tenth, two thousand eighteen. And a birthday boy in the house, a millennial birthday. Mm-hmm. Twenty four yep. years ago, we'll get this to world that. Was graced with my presence. It was, and still is, and still is every single day. Every day I wake up and I'm just like, man, I'm just a giver. I give, give, and I give, and I give. And we're going to give all we got uh, this morning. As you know, uh, we'll do a show anytime, anywhere, mm-hmm. uh, for anybody. I do one on Mars. I think uh, it's it's they're checking to make sure that it's safe for, for human beings to be up on Mars. So we could do one from there. We could start with the moon. As long as, long as we got a Wi-Fi code. Start with the moon. Moon's good. You got to crawl before you walk. Yeah. I don't look good in white, though. That's why I'd say Mars, because I wouldn't have to wear the whole space outfit. Um, were you drinking last night? Two. Little bit, just two, couple beers. Didn't even, uh, but I didn't. I would say it was weird as I was as I was trying to go to bed, you know, early, and be prepared for the show this morning. It, it was like my body was rebelling. Like, dude, no, you, it's it's Thursday night, thirsty Thursday. You got to get out, get up out of here and move around. That, there's another millennial drop, thirsty Thursday. That wasn't a thing. I don't. I don't remember it. Mm, no, thirsty Thursday. Uh, especially when when it was Spurs Day is how we had chained, coined the phrase as the uh, the bar that had two dollar beers every Thursday and karaoke. It was coined Spurs Day in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Okay, for the old school, it would have been quarter tappers. That's oh, yeah, twenty five no. cents yeah. a beer. Imagine a quarter that. a beer, a quarter a beer. Yeah, hmm. some of them did dime tappers. Now you're just rubbing it. In. <clears throat> yeah, that was now good. Now you're just rubbing it in. And how much did you guys have to pay for gas? Oh, I 80 cents. Wow. When I first cents. started driving, it was in the peak of the uh of the gas prices going up. It was like $4.20 a gallon when I was yeah, first growing up. We're going to get to uh sports and millennials versus old school a little bit later on in the show. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to you drinking, not you, like you you, but just you guys right, drinking. Right, in general. Yeah, drinking during a Packers game. I've always wondered how much beer is consumed on a night Packer game. A Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night. Well, Saturday, they played on Saturday nights over the years, too. Playoffs, whatever. Well, even think about a Thanksgiving game. I mean, the holidays even bring more into it. So we have that uh, coming up. We also have a, uh, a Brewers uh, debacle yesterday, at which, in which case, I will say this, that Normally, I have a chance to, over the course of time after a tough loss like that, to settle down. And cope? Yeah. This time, this is direct opposite. I'm becoming more steamed as to what happened yesterday. 
So I don't know how it got kicked around the other way, but that was that was horrendous yesterday. The I, was, more, the, I was amazed. The more you think about it, it's like, dude, really? Corey, three walks in a two-run save situation, mm-hmm. three consecutive walks. That's tough to handle. That's tough. So we'll, we'll get to that in just a second. And he had a football game last night. X's and O's, anybody? A somewhat real football game. Guys doing football things at Lambeau Field. It looked good. There was a lot of fun uh, quarterback play, I thought. I mean, if if we really want to talk about the percentage of of high percentage throws that Brett Hundley completed in comparison to every time that he stretched the field vertically. My man, Timmy Boyle. Couple of TD passes. Jake Kumaro, anybody? Jeff Janis lover is going to be lining up. I know this show was a big fan of Jeff Janis. Equanimous St. Brown. And MVS. That's all I'm going to call him. MVS? MVS. The law firm. Yeah. Of Marquez Valdez Scanling. Yeah, I don't know about him. A couple I, I, of touchdown grab, or one touchdown grab, a contested touchdown grab as well. Yeah, he was in the mix mm-hmm. a lot. Seven targets he got. Uh, your boy Jamon Moore, though. Now, James Lofton last night on the broadcast, who, by the way, awesome. How did that happen Kevin, with the Packers Kevin get those Harlan two guys? and James Lofton. Now, I, I'd imagine they've had a, a long-term relationship as, you know, Bob and, and Kevin growing up in that organization with his dad being a part of it. So he's probably known Lofton for, for a long time. And I've heard him do Sunday Night Football, and, and he's now on CBS, right? The Weekly Slate, he's one of the, one of the main color I believe guys. so, yeah. He is tremendous. Tremendous. Yeah. And uh, Those two guys, I mean, we're lucky. We're really lucky. And I don't know if uh, a lot of us appreciate it uh, as much as we should with Harlan and Lofton last night. Mm-hmm. Lofton's exceptional. He was insightful. He was funny. He... And even, I mean, as the, the broadcaster geek in me, I mean, he was hitting the post into a break, yeah. feeling through the music, throwing it right into a joke. It, that takes some talent, too. Yeah, it's it's amazing. We might get to some broadcast conversations because Bob Euchre is, uh, yeah, he's, he's uh, yep, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he's Uke, and you love Uke, but we'll, we might get to that and... Uh, among other things, the broadcasters here at the radio station at, at the fan here. Yeah, this should be interesting. I guess we were slammed in a way yesterday morning by a producer. Yeah, a little bit. Well, we were we were tested, I guess is the best way to put. Um, I, I usually am the one that gets called the giggler at this station, right? Right. There was a little chuckle when saying, talking about you and I breaking down a Packers game, you know, I am so excited to hear them break down the X's and O's of a football game. Hmm. Look, uh, so, yeah, we're going to spend the next four hours uh, ripping on uh, the staff here on the fan. That's what we're going to do. And primarily primarily because every single time, Tim, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I think of is ways to make everybody that I work with their day worse. I yeah. try to torment them. Yeah. No, we're just just dudes. Just dudes being dudes. All right. So you, you had a Some Packers think it is Packers game yesterday, and and it was a a, a pretty decent sized slate of NFL games. That was cool. It was a fat Thursday night. Yeah, it was. I could have used some red zone. I know it was the first game of the pre first week of the preseason. I got Lamar Jackson playing in in Baltimore. 
I want to see that. I also want to see Saquon Barkley, Baker Mayfield gets Mayfield. in there for the first time. Yep, put up some monster numbers. There was a ton of games with a lot of a lot of interesting uh Plays going on the whole time. But as you're flipping around from the Packers to NFL Network, the, yep. the Brewers were obviously off last night, and so you didn't Thank have goodness. that to compete with. Uh, but you'd flip over to uh, catch a highlight in in a game, and you're like, yeah, it's a touchdown for the Niners or whatever. And you're like, well, who, who caught that? <laughs> that type of deal. We'll catch on here. You guys will catch on. It's sort of, sort of a easing yourself into the NFL season. It's a dress rehearsal for fans too. Like you're not you're not making your best guacamole for preseason game number two. No, you're just getting things. You might have just done it delicate last night. You could Nothing have just major. Got, gotten some of the frozen chicken tenders and thrown those in the oven. Probably a quick trip to the uh, drive-through. Yeah, just a little something, something. Just a little taster of what you're going to have for a, for a Packer party. You had some cold beers, and it wasn't a it wasn't an all-out Packers blitz on drinking for sure last night so i wonder if that's going to be some of the reaction too when we talk about that how you know drinking during a regular packer game if if you're just easing yourself in today too i, I was last night that was just a, that was scaled down tim allen that was scaled back mm. yep all right so uh last night's game 31 17 uh packers victory tim boyles 7 of 15 130 yards and a couple of touchdowns you never really know how to gauge this stuff because it's all preseason, especially late in a ball game. Yeah, when you when you're playing against the in in the third quarter of the first preseason game. How do you know? You know what I mean? Uh, you can't win, you can't lose. E- either way. Either way, you could say, "Wow, look at this dude. He he right. lit it up." But then on the other hand, yeah, but it's it's preseason, it's late and it's all a bunch of practice squad players. Like Kumaro, people were talking, "Ah, oh, well, he caught the, <clears throat> right after the the long touchdown catch." Yeah, well, you had trouble, you know, separating against the the first and second teamers. Oh, okay. Guess guess the guy couldn't do anything right in the fourth quarter, but you know, might as well play his heart out. Four one four seven nine nine twelve. How did the center play look to you last night? Anybody pay attention to that? Although I will say, uh, my man Jamal yeah. is a stud. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about your boy Byron Bell. Looking like looking like a D two guard last night, yeah. getting absolutely torched. And Brett Hundley is lucky that he was able to at least just get the ball up in the air. Yeah. I thought that thing was going to be deflated by yeah. how hard the president hit him. No, you might want to cut bait on that bell yeah, just right away. I I don't know. It it didn't look good at all. Kyle Murphy didn't look all that much better either. No. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser, nine of eighteen, a buck thirty-four in his performance. Now, what I was reading this morning was that Hunley looked a lot better than Kaiser. I don't know about that. I wasn't convinced of that. Kaiser, I thought, had a good uh, two-minute drill. Mm-hmm. I thought he had he used his legs to to move the sticks on the one play. I don't know. I I. Hunley, you're uh, showcasing yourself. Are they, did they make that trade to acquire Kaiser only to to cut him or to hold three quarterbacks? I don't think so. I, I don't think you're holding three quarterbacks if neither one of them is a vet. I mean, if one of them is Ryan Fitzpatrick, then I understand you, you trading for Kaiser and keep him as a third guy. But with Hunley, I think a lot of the, the plays that he made last night you could see as him just being familiar, more familiar with the offense than than Kaiser was. But he was pretty bad last year. 
I mean, we all have to Awful. admit, it's, it's pretty bad. And that, Kaiser inside the red zone. I think that might be where people are having some knocks. On that first drive up against the half, yep. uh, he had four th- throws inside the 10-yard the line. And you're right, that two-minute drill was well executed. We had some, some clock management uh, differences. Yeah. And ultimately, it works out. They get 26 seconds. They get four plays inside the 10. That's what you're looking for. No rush. You can play. You still got a timeout as a security blanket. And he just wasn't able to pu- push it through. A couple of balls that probably could have had some more zip on them, but it, yep. it was good good defense by the Titans tightening up. But he takes them down there in that situation. You're able to cash in points there, and he takes them down in that long drive to start out the second half. Way long drive. Seven like and, a and a half minutes. Eight-minute drive mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Um, Brett Hundley, um, 9 of 14, 108 yards, a touchdown and an interception. So the... I, you know, I didn't really mind the quarterback play last night. Oh. I don't think it was horrible. I thought all three of them played well. It should have been Aaron Rodgers in there for a series. And we'll get to that, too. But mm-hmm. people play football. That's what you guys do. You play football. You can't run scared and say, well, I'm afraid he's going to get hurt. I, so saw, let's the only, I think the only time he was running was when his boy Jake Kumaro scored his touchdown. That guy was juiced up. Now, if you if you need somebody to like you on that team, yeah, sixteen has done a really good job of cuddling up over to number twelve, 12. and trying to make sure he's making the fifty three. That's a guy you want lobbying <laughs> for you for sure. There's no doubt. But um, we'll get to uh, some Brewers conversation here in just a couple of minutes. But uh, and a lot more on the docket here. There's some weird stuff going on in the world of sports too. I have the the uh, lighter side of sports according to. Well, my notes that I've been taking for the last couple of days, knowing that our morning show starts today. Then I wonder if people are going to get used to this or not. Us in the morning? Yeah. I mean, we are two guys that you might need a little bit warming up to, but you get enough of that later on at night. Maybe. I think it'll be rece- received well. Okay, we're going to find out throughout the morning. Put as up a tw- a- put Mandela, put up a Twitter poll. Who do you like more, Chuck and Bart or Tim and Tausch? I'm kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> no, they're kidding. We don't want that. Yeah, no. They, we don't they want to burn the place down. Or Kevin and, and producer guy. Yeah, and, and board up, buddy. Yeah, well, well, that we could do. I mean, that, I no, we don't need to put up a Twitter poll. No, nah, I already, guess we, we don't. We already know the yeah. answer to that yeah, one. Yeah, we, we don't at all. Now. What happened yesterday morning? Did anything go on? Mandela what? was in here. Were you in here yesterday morning? Yeah, I was here. How were the boys? That was a great time. Was it a great time? Mm. One of the most fun shows I've ever worked. Now, was it like one of the great times like when, when you go to the dentist and, and you're expecting that you have like two cavities right in the, the lower part of your back molars, and then you come out of there and it was just a teeth tooth cleaning, you're like, hey, it was a great time. No, it was, it was a pretty good time. Good time? It was a fun time. That sure? fun. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. 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 I didn't have a lot of fun. <laughs> no. No, I didn't. Uh, n- neither did uh, Corey Knebel and the Brewers, and and that may the, the, no. the more I uh, the more I think about that game yesterday. We have the uh, uh, Brewers review coming up here in just a couple of uh, minutes here, so stick around for that. But just we'll go over the heartache and um, whatever word you want to put to it with what happened yesterday in the ninth inning as the Brewers closed out that series. They closed out the uh, homestand and and a tough one over the weekend. We've got that coming up. And also, uh, you guys at 799-1250. Tim and Taos in the morning starts today here on The Fan. 
Now, it's Chuck and Winkler's Brew Crew Review, brought to you by Beauforting Beer, Milwaukee's new favorite imported beer. Try it at your nearest Total Wine location. And by Palermo's King Cheese Pizza, the ruler of great taste. This is the only station Brewers fans need. Sports Radio, 105.7 FM, The Fan. 621, good morning, Tim and Taos in the morning here. As uh, the Brewers, yeah, had uh, some issues yesterday. They did. Yeah, they they had a couple. They played well for eight innings. Uh, yeah, yeah. It would would have been nice to have a run or two additional in there with that type of offense. But boy, uh, Junior Guerra looked good. Six innings. I scatters eight hits. Quality start. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you have that, um, and the Brewers uh, they lose that series to the San Diego Padres. Although they do take. Four of the six games head-to-head against the Padres, so you can't complain too much about that part of it. But where we're at now with 44 games remaining, tough, tough loss yesterday as the Cubs were idle. The Brewers now fall to a couple of games back in the National League Central. And just, um, we'll get to that Brewer thing in just a second here. John, hang on for us. But Jesse wanted to chime in on the uh, Packers uh, game last night. Jesse, let me ask you this. How much of that game did you watch? I watched the, almost the whole thing. Almost the whole thing. Yeah, I, I actually enjoy watching the third and fourth quarter, watching the guys duke it out because you really, you know, you just never know who you're going to see or what's mm-hmm. going to happen. I, I agree with you, Jesse, because my favorite part about last night, guys, is you see just the pure adrenaline the entire game from all these dudes because you don't screw it. I'm coming in with five and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter of the first preseason I got to make game. a name. I'm in the NFL. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to put on a Packer jersey before uh, ever again. Why not? Yeah, I mean, Ball who, out. Who was that kid last year quarterback that was playing crazily? And I'm surprised he didn't make a roster. Callahan. Was it Callahan? Yeah, no, or? Taysom Hill down in, in oh, Taysom uh, Hill. Ended yep. up in, Hill. in New Hill. Orleans. Yep. It was yep. Hill. So that, that makes it great. But I wanted to talk about that. You can't use your helmet to initiate contact ever. And in a running back uh, standpoint last night, you know, when you're heading into a pile of men, uh, what are you going to do? And he, one guy, got, he got thrown a flag for 15 yards. And, it, mm-hmm. you know, it, how are the refs really going to put that together? And also, you can't use a helmet at all, which, which is great. But, I mean, at some points, Watching your running back lower his shoulders and you might use the helmet. If they run over a linebacker or a DB, that just gets you excited. It gets the team excited. It really amps everything up. Is that going to be taken away? Is it done? I, I don't know. Um, and that's going to be. Is gonna be. Yeah, it's going to be a judgment call by the referees this year. There's going to be some. There, uh, You mark it down right now. There will be some pivotal flags pivotal. thrown in a Green Bay Packers game that you are not going to like. That's that's pretty much what I was trying to get at. Yeah, it's going to happen in every game. Yeah, so no just, doubt. Just be prepared. It's one. Of the, thanks, Jesse. It's one of those, uh, you know, instant replays that you're. What are they looking at? Type thing. You just shake your head, going, I don't even know what to say. Well, and and two, the the fundamental tackling that they're trying to to get in here is is continuing to drive through with the hips, man. And I mean, like every everybody that's listening that. You know, guys have coached their kids in, in fifth and sixth grade football. It's, you know, bring your hips. Make sure you, you know lift with your legs, right? Lift with your legs, not with your back. It's trying to teach you to use the rest of your body to be able to hog roll a tackle. But at some point, it's third and two. 
Jamal Williams is lowering his head down, and I'm on the other side. I'm a linebacker on, on the Redskins. You're going to take it? I'm going to go in there and make sure that I stick him. Right. So it's going to be it's going to be so tough for for guys to to change a nature of the way that they played the game for so long. The game uh, is a, a contact sport, and we're going to have to stay with that. That's what's, or else the game's going to go away. Then you can't build a flag football powerhouse like the NFL. I yeah, don't know if I, there's an easy solution here outside of you sign your name, you know the risks. Off you go. You don't want to do it, then don't do it. We get it. Don't be a football player then. Frankly, I uh I'm one of the few and, and maybe I'm maybe I'm off balance on this. Maybe I'm off track. I am not concerned if I'm football. I think football is in a great place right now. Did you see the amount of insane athletes that are, are fighting tooth and nail to get onto a roster? For sure. That's not gonna change. Especially with the money that's still involved with this league. As much as they want to snowflake it up, man. They, they do, and they're trying. Oh, for sure. And they will. And it, they'll continue to make it safer. As a dude that, I mean, you heard it last night. I said, all right, 7 o'clock, ringing in my ear comes through. And, I mean, but that, it's not like, a, it's not a trade-off. But that game is going to be that game. They have to attempt to make the game safer for PR purposes. Do they not? For PR purposes, I think, and for for ultimately just the health of the game, it de- okay. Well, it definitely needed to be safer. But okay, at some point, where do you stop though, without changing the game? Because you, we, we could go on and on with rule changes mm-hmm. and equipment changes and the whole deal pretty soon, and put yourself in a time warp and fast forward eight years. And you look at the uh, a football game in the NFL. Are we even going to see the same thing? But I think you could also talk to people that, that were watching the game back in the 50s when you had leather helmets and say, man, what are they putting this this bar on their face for? What do you need that? They, back in my day, we didn't play with any of that. The game continues to change and evolve to make it safer. I think it, the sky is the limit for how safe this game can be. Still being football. I mean, the game's going to change. But there are also trade-offs here that you can make if you're the NFL to still give the defense a little bit more of an advantage. You could take the illegal contact out of it and let you bump and run with a receiver if you think that running the football becomes too much of a disadvantage. Uh, yeah. There's plenty of ways you can change it. I, I don't think that that is necessarily the issue. I think the issue is when I want to stick a guy, when I want to hit a guy, when I want to send a message. Yeah, then pay the 15 yards. I You, do the, you do, still do the same thing if you're an offensive lineman. If I want to send a message after you hit my quarterback – I'll take the 15. Yes, you could. Yeah. Illegally, and knowing it's illegal. And knowing it's illegal. Just, just in the nature of hitting and tackling, though. Yes. We're treading on some thin ice here. We are. I, I think th- athletes are getting too too good, and you're going to see more of a rugby-style tackling, but I don't think it's going to make the game any worse. So it's going to be stand-up tackling instead of sticking them. I mean, not no. It's just form tackling, legitimate form tackling. So a guy contorts his body because the uh, quarterback threw it in a position in which he's going to contort his body. The DB is all set. If the if the throw is on target, he makes a form tackle. Then he would be in the chest plate, right? I get what you're saying. And then the wide receiver catches the ball, comes down, and he contorts his body because he had to adjust a little bit, and it really looks as if the DB is 
leading with his helmet when the reality is, no, 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 the receiver made that happen. I don't know how you're going to govern that. That's got to be a judgment call, right? It mm-hmm. has to be a judgment call. And all of these are judgment calls, Tim. Well, all then them let are. them play football and let them, let them get judged here. I get making the game better. You're messing with a freight train here. But now you're also talking about, you want to talk about a judgment call? Let's make it a judgment call in court when we're going through another lawsuit. If I'm the NFL, I'm picking my battle. I'm saying I'm going to make the game safer. I agree. Make the game safer. But don't change the game. You're changing the game. You have to, though. You do have to change the game. Then, well, let's go touch football. No, let's just make it flag because that's that's more fun for everybody. Flag. Yeah, because then that... everybody can play. You could even make it co-ed if you really wanted to, and make sure everybody was included. You could, yes, you could. I'm sure there's a lot of people advocating for that. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. If you want to join the conversation, I know uh, this is. Are you enjoying our Brewers conversation during the uh, review? During here? the review. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, John. Yeah, you can you can help us out here. Are you healing up from yesterday's ball game? No, not at all. <laughs> Um, you know, with the preseason Packer Packer uh, developments yesterday, I was just relieved to see no major injuries coming out of the game because all all these plays that are made. I mean, yeah, the guys are going to have to shake out and figure out who's going to have a job and who doesn't have a job, and th- and that's what this is all about. But I wouldn't celebrate anything too high or too low, considering the fact there's no scheming and it's it's just vanilla. And six weeks from now, not a whole lot of this is going to matter. But let's talk about something that does matter. Let's talk about the Brewers. What the hell's going on? I called a couple days ago after the first San Diego loss, and I said, in my mind, they got to win these next two games. If they don't win these next two games, this team is just telling me they're not going to the playoffs. And I understand this may be a little bit of an overreaction. Right. But you tell me. You tell me what went on at the end of that game yesterday. Because I'm not a major league manager and i think council has done a lot of good things but when that first batter gets walked i'm on the phone when that second batter gets walked alarm bells are ringing and i'm out to the mound for a good three or four minutes until the arms dragging me back off into the dugout you're buying time yep I, i don't understand this sitting on your hands now i understand you don't have your best options available but in case you're flipping blind the guy you got out there he couldn't hit the strike zone with a Mack truck. You needed to do something, anything. And Soria, you know, injury or no injury, I just, you know, I know he was closing for the White Sox, but I'm not big on this guy. I just don't think he's ready for prime time. And, you know, it's easy to say that after he gives up a, whole, a grand slam home run and just crushes you. But I, I said that a couple of days ago, you know. And now you've got to go out on the road, by the way, and you've got to go down into Atlanta. And then, oh, by the way, let's go back to let's go back to St. Louis because they haven't been owning you your, you know, for the a majority of our baseball time. Yeah, and then and right know, in the middle there, you got you have the Cubs for a couple of games. Right, and I and I know the younger generation doesn't understand the frustration from which I come, but I, let me give you a frame of reference. Our team is celebrating 36 years ago a World Series loss. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's the place. That's the place I'm coming from, guys. I'm a I'm a millennial Brewers fan, John, and I share every single frustration that you just voiced. You're celebrating a team that didn't win the championship 
over 30 years ago. Over and over again. I was I was there the first time, guys, that I really was was, was given a, a taster of this was in 07 when they did the little bobblehead game, and I went and got all uh, all the little mini bobbleheads, right, yeah. of all the guys in 82. And I was like, man, Dad, how cool was it when they won the World Series? He goes, oh, they, they didn't. They didn't? No, they didn't. And then I then I looked down on my new sweatshirt that I got, and it was AL Champions, nineteen eighty two. Thanks, John. Nineteen eighty two AL Champions. Oh, not World Series champions? No. No, I, they I, got there though, right? I think they're becoming less and less with that celebratory eighty two thing. For sure, over I, the years. I would think so yeah, it got into. Uh, it got into epic proportion some years ago, where it was, it's just seemingly every single weekend, every homestand, there was something. Everyone it just was there. seemed like that. Yeah. It just seemed like that. Uh, and, and it's nice to celebrate some success at times. I could see the benchmark 25 years, the 30 year, you know, to have some sort of reunion, which they did. Uh, but after that, I mean, I don't see why you're doing that. Just create your, your own memories like right now. And start winning. They're they're getting there. They are winning. They're a good baseball mm-hmm. team. And let's not overreact here with 44 games remaining. Are there some issues here? Yeah, a little bump in the road here. There was a bump in the road prior to the All-Star break. There was a bump in, in the road back in April when they lose four straight, scoring two runs against Chicago. No doubt. The, the entire series, two runs. One was earned. Did they recover from that? Hell yeah, they did. Did they recover from the all-star prior to the all-star break debacle? Hell yes, they did. And they're going to recover from this. They are. It's a tough task here starting tonight in Atlanta, for sure. Um, this Craig Council thing is actually quite interesting. I'm starting to just the last, I don't know, what do you think, 60 days? Craig Council coming under some fire here. Serious fire. I mean, we'll always get a guy or two on, on the postgame show that will call in and say, I'm, I've never been a council fan. I don't like him. He can't manage. But it is becoming more and more prevalent with the dudes that had backed him for so long are, are becoming more and more frustrated. Let's with get guy. to this Craig Council thing after the break here. Because I'm curious about your, your thoughts on Craig Council. I don't see a problem with him. Mm-hmm. I actually think he's still developing. I actually think he's becoming a better manager as he moves moves along. He better be. He better have not stepped into that position two and a half years ago thinking he's a great manager because that's not a good philosophy, and I don't think he did. I think between him and his dad, I think he gets a lot of advice. And I, I do think that he is still developing as a manager, and people say relax, chill out, that the process trust levering uh, on, on the flagship. That's his latest thing, Billy. I don't know if you've noticed this. He's into this thing where it's trust the process. I know it sounds cliche, but He's been you have hanging to, out with Joel Embiid too much. Yeah, you have to trust the process. I know it's a that's a cliche, but it's really true. It's really true. Okay, well then that goes for the manager too. I don't see how you can hate counsel. I don't see how you can say he's a ba- bad manager. Could you see that? Can can you justify calling that dude a bad manager? No, because I don't believe it. I don't think so. I, b- I Some believe he's can. a pretty good manager. Some feel they can. Mm-hmm. So someone help us out on this. Because Craig Council, in my book, is not a bad manager. I think he's becoming a better manager. I think he's a good manager and be- becoming a better manager. Does that sound fair? 
We'll, we'll see. 799-1250. Uh, it's Tim and Taos in the morning. I, I don't know how long. I know we're going to do this till 10. On Monday, yeah, I, I guess we haven't been given the word, but I'm assuming we go. I, mean, I, I could. I'm fine. I, I got nothing else to go. Nothing I, else to do. We kept it open-ended. Yeah, I cleared my schedule for yeah, it. Yeah, no doubt. Tim and Taos in the morning. 80 and sunny today. Liking that. The weekend looks pretty good as well. We get an update here from Mandela. Yes, sir. A sports flash, and then we're back. Tim and Taos in the morning here on The Fan. What a beautiful day in Milwaukee this morning. Tim and Taos in the morning here on The Fan. Sports Radio 105.7 FM. And uh, Anthony Mandela is here with us, uh, still healing up from yesterday's uh, Brewers debacle. That was really it, it was awful. It was awful. Um, awful. He blew that game. As, uh, I, as I was hanging out, just like getting ready for the show and going to the bathroom this morning, I was just like looking through the box score again. And just, what? Three walks? Yeah, it was three. And three. I uh, I got a little more upset instead of the other way around where you you heal up after after a game like that. And and then the more, the more I was thinking about it last night as we were watching the Packers and – you know, just doing our thing. It just—I was more incensed by the situation yesterday. That should have been a victory, and and you that you spin spin that whole thing around, back to a game back in the Central. You're headed with a little momentum into Atlanta. I don't think there's much that Craig Council could have done, or is there something he could have done? Corey Knable couldn't find the strike zone, and you just. It, this is the one thing we get a lot of times from Brewers fans. You just kind of knew he didn't have it, right? You just kind of felt he didn't have it. After the second one, I think it was pretty pretty evident. I'm one that would tell my entire staff that, hey, don't be pissed if I got someone warming up behind you. I don't care if it's the first or ninth inning. Don't you dare get upset if I got someone warming behind you just in case things go sideways. It's that simple. I, th- these guys, I don't know if they're too delicate. Over the years, that's kind of been that unwritten thing in baseball, one of those unwritten rules of baseball. You don't want to show up your pitcher on the mound by mm-hmm. having having a guy warm up because then that shows you're not confident with that situation. No, it doesn't work like that. It's called we're going to protect ourselves just in case. And when we talk about how tight this clubhouse is and, and how together everybody is, wouldn't you in turn then believe that that would give you confidence in doing that? That they're going to look back and say, all right, I got, I got, sorry, he's got my back today. If, if I need it, he's got my back. That's supposed to be the brotherhood out in the bullpen, right? Yeah. Next man up, we, we play for each other. So wouldn't that fall into line there? And just none of these dudes strike me, Tim, as being overly sensitive to a, to a, a fault like that. Like no. where they would, where Corey would see, all right, I walk two guys on on eleven pitches. I look back and I see Joaquin moving the arm around, getting ready to go. Usually, this is my ninth inning. I can still lock this thing down. I got three outs to go, but I get it. Yeah, if 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 Skip's got to make a move, I get it. I understand it. I'm I'm not gonna Ken Giles him when he takes the ball away from me and tell him to f off and then get myself demoted and traded. No, Corey Knable is not the closer for this baseball team right now. Craig Council all but said it yesterday. He's not the closer. They don't. They don't have him penciled in as he the did ninth. All but say it. 
ninth yeah, inning did. guy. He's not the ninth inning guy anymore. Now, who who that is remains to be seen. I'm probably thinking it's Jeffress. I would think it's Jeremy, and, and we'll go from there. But this bullpen is so much better with Corey Knable in the ninth inning. I can't even begin to describe how much better that bullpen is. World Series-type bullpen. Mm-hmm. If Knable is closing out games in the ninth. You're stacking up with the best bullpens in baseball. You're stacking up with the Indians if, if Corey Knable is at the back end. You have three guys that within the last two years were all-stars. Check that box. Check that box as a World Series part of your baseball team if Corey Knable. That's why it's so important if Corey Knable is closing down ninth innings like he did last year. And last year it wasn't always just one, two, three. Now he had the strikeout streak. He was the all-star. Mm-hmm. He had 30 sure. whatever saves, 38, 39 saves. But he was a little dicey at times last year. Oh, for okay, sure fine. Who, who cares? You get the job done, you get the job done. But this is a World Series bullpen if he's shutting things down at the end. It's just not happening right now. Now, does that say they're a bad bullpen? No. It just says you can't check that box as a World Series bullpen. That's nice to be having that conversation, isn't it? No doubt. It's nice to be saying. It's totally different than what you've had before. That it's a World Series part of your baseball team. You're that close. That's why it's important to get Corey's head on straight. That's why it's important not to give up on that dude. That's why it's important not to give up on Matt Albers. I know you guys are just, hey, cut bait with Matt Albers. Oh, Uh -uh. chopping at the bit to get rid of that cat. Go go back and look at what a force he was in April and May. And that's why it's worth the risk to work with this guy down the stretch, along with Corey Knable, so you can check that box into a World Series bullpen. Right now, good bullpen. Upper third in all of baseball, for sure. And that, that's just, they've been on a, a bad little run here as of late. I, I expect they'll bounce uh, bounce back out of that thing. But, man, that was tough, tough, tough yesterday. And you just, it was like a slow motion car accident. And you could see it happening. You yep. knew it was happening. Once Hosmer flies out, awesome. Got first. Oh, who is that? No. No, no don't him. say it's Renfro. No, Renfro, no. Uh, don't don't give us now Renfro hitting here. for the San Diego Padres. Yep, yep. Hunter Renfro. Oh come on! Not him. Anyone but Are you him. Kidding? Anyone but him. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. If you want to join the uh, conversation here, as uh, we'll go to uh, Glendale and say good morning to Alex. Alex, how are you? Good morning, fellas. How are you? What's good. happening? <laughs> so. Kind of like you were just saying now, it it was incredibly hard to watch. You know, I, I'm watching the game at work, lucky me, and I I just can't believe after you walked the first two, everyone in the stadium, everyone watching could tell that Corey Knable just did not have it. And and Craig Council sitting there rubbing his chin, looking around. You know, I don't even think there's anyone warming up. Then he walks the third guy. Then he gives up the bunt and, you know, can't even make the play at home. And... You know, I just I don't understand how it, it takes that long. I mean, uh, I've you know certainly not been experienced with baseball as much as Craig Council, and and I'm sitting there watching in my computer chair at work, and I can tell that he just did not have it. And I don't know if it like if he just didn't want to hurt Corey Knable's feelings, but I think he got himself into into a bit there where he probably would have taken him out, but at that point he didn't have anyone warming up, and right. you can't just put in a cold Jacob Barnes or 
you know, cold Joaquin Soria, you got to warm him up at least a couple batters. Yeah, they say no, but I think you could you could make the argument that the uh, hurried um, readiness, if you will, of uh, Joaquin Soria may have led the, the rush to, to get him in. Yeah, was, was there? Yeah, may right. may have led to the injury. Uh, yeah, now again, they're they're going to say you're full of it, Tim. That had nothing to do with it. I think you could make that argument. Well, and watching him pitch too. I mean, I can't remember the the batter on San Diego that hit that grand slam, but. He left, I think, three fastballs right up over the plate, you know, up at the guy's numbers, you know, three in a row. And you, he missed the first two, and I don't know if he thought, okay, maybe I can get him with the third, but he had two good looks at him, and then he was able to crush it to left Well, field. Council is becoming a better manager. Oh, for sure. I think it, given those situations yesterday, it makes you a better manager by right. just virtue of going through those experiences. Yeah, and I'm not saying, you know, fire Corey Knable or trade him or anything like that. I'm just saying that it seems like he hasn't had it his last, you know, last few days. And I, I don't think it would do any damage to let him pitch in situations where normally you're, you know, putting in Jacob Barnes. No, no, no. He, and, yeah, uh, that's that's where you're going to see him, Alex. That's right. where you're going to see him from now right. on. Low, lower pressure situations. Thanks mm-hmm. for the call. Yep. And then that's what uh, that's what you're going to have to do. And that's what you should do. You don't want to give up on this dude. Are you kidding me? No, he's too good to just give up on. Get better. Get better, counsel. Just, mm. just continue to get better. Not blaming you for a whole ton of a lot of stuff, but you will get better as a manager. You better admit that. You need to get better as a broadcaster. Me? Yes. For sure I do. Me too. So does he. Oh, but I got to dance right now. Oh, yeah. Hey, football is uh, back. Yeah, back with this song. They're going to be leaping, shaking Camp Randall soon enough. Yeah, they are. And uh, the Packers get a 31-17 victory last night. Does it mean a whole hill of a mountain of anything if they get a win? Well, we'll talk more after the break here on The Fan. Yeah, good morning. It's Tim and Taos in the morning. A lot to get to later on today. We're going to talk uh, some trash talk with a, uh, a Cubs guy. Uh, big Cub fan, and we're going we're gonna to set the record straight because I think this has gotten too nice. It is too nice. We have, we have Rami, and he's a, oh, I like the Brewers, I too. like them both. It's They're a my friendly, second favorite team. Friendly rivalry. Yeah, screw that. We're not, we're not in Denver. We're not in Seattle. We're not in L.A. We can't be having that kind of nice lovey-dovey trash talk. Who wants to be nice Midwest to the guys. Cubs? I mean, I, I don't get that part of it. Uh, Brewers fall yesterday in a uh, really disappointing ninth inning for Corey Knable. And it got us to, to have a conversation about Craig Council. And, and I, well, I will say this. Like anything else, you get a new job. The longer you do it, just simply by doing it, you're going to get better at it. Those that are intelligent. Those that are into their job are going to get even uh, better at a, at a quicker pace. That's where I think Craig Council is. He's getting better quickly. Is he great? Not yet. But at this pace, I think he could be. He's got a great support system around him. You talked about his dad. He's also got his college coach right next to him yep. that he talks to every day. I mean, we talked to Murph, Pat Murphy, and he talks about they'll disagree every single day. 
Every day, he but said. But it will. But it only breeds more confidence in in those two guys into what they're doing and the long term plan that they have. A productive disagreement is is never a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's never a bad thing. Uh, tell some of the people we work with. Friction's how you make fire. Yeah, it's how you get some some things done and how you learn and how you get things uh, accomplished. Everyone just thinks they disagree, so it's a, it's a, just a, a ball of you flames here. Hate the guy, right? Yeah, it's not a ball of flames. It can be very productive. Don't don't take it like that. Uh, Anthony Mandela came up with some interesting tidbits here to sort of measure Craig Council versus his peer group. And now we say peer group. Are we going to measure him to Joe Girardi? I don't think that's fair, right? Do no. you? No. Or like a Joe Madden? No, nope. we can't put him in there. I don't think that's fair. A Bruce Bochy? I don't like think that's... Like has been around forever. A uh, Tony LaRussa? What do you have? Yeah, so uh, thinking about his peer group, other guys in Major League Baseball, so they have experience managing today's baseball landscape. I think we can agree it's different today than it was 10 years ago, right? Yeah. Different different way you go about getting a win. Uh, so there, uh, Craig Council is a part of a group of nine guys that have managed between 741 and 417 games. So where's Craig Council on this? Just under 600? Uh, yeah, he's at 579. Okay, 579 so, so that's games managed. 162 games more or less than Craig Council. One season's worth of baseball. Okay. okay. More or less than Craig Council. He has the fourth best winning percentage behind Jeff Bannister with the Rangers, Dave Roberts in L.A., and uh, what's the consensus? Scott Service? Scott Service, I think. Service, yeah. Service, out with the Seattle Mariners. Um, and just a little bit of perspective on that, too. Uh, all of those teams, almost $50 million more in talent that they're playing with. That's That makes a big that difference. That makes a big difference. But <laughs> you, may, maybe more importantly, Anthony, who's behind Craig Council in terms of wins and losses? Uh, guys like Paul Molitor, Brian Price, uh, Andy Green. Although you might you might think that Andy Green with the Padres maybe outmanaged him this week. Got him, got him this week. <laughs> got mm-hmm. him this week. Uh, Rick Renteria, Brian Cash. Okay, okay. All right. So like there, there's uh, not bad as just a few managers in that in that same sort of sample size above Craig Council. That's a good thing. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Let's go to uh, Andy, uh, listening in Appleton. You're on Tim and Taos in the morning. What's up? Hey, guys. Uh, I, I just wanted to chime in on the whole council thing. Um, uh, I wouldn't, like, all these people are, are, are coming out and just completely condemning the Brewers for, for their play recently. And it's, I don't know why everyone keeps forgetting the fact that this is a, still a pretty good season. And even more so, two years ago, who expected us to be anywhere near the playoffs at this point? I mean, everyone was expecting us to be fourth if we're lucky in the in the division and we come out of nowhere with council and start winning ball games that being said i do think that council begins to be in trouble if this season gets blown away if the brewers collapse and don't make the playoffs even as a wild card people are going to start going okay can he finish off season and i think then he'll really have something to prove next year because if he can't do it again if they get out to another hot start and can't make the playoffs his job is on the line. That's where Ned he would Yost fall into the Ned Yost category. Yeah, yeah, that's where that's where that's what caused Ned Yost's demise. There in 2007, they got off to a great start and and it frittered away. And then in 2008, uh, Adonacio and Melvin just were not going to have that. Tw- no, not going to let it happen. 2008, and there you go. That's- and it earned Dale Swaim a full time job.
Yeah, it did. And then they went on to some high-grade success, obviously, both those guys. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. All right, uh, up next, get back into the uh, football conversation. Football is back. The Packers last night, they beat the Titans, their first preseason game of the 2018 championship season. Is that okay to say, or will I get grief on that, too? You do whatever you want, Tim. I can? I'm not going to rain on your parade ever. Okay. <laughs> now, Mike Clemens, with his Packer rap, just might. I, I'm not going to speak for Mike. He's not going to rain on my parade. Would have loved <laughs> to have seen uh, Aaron Rodgers in that game last night. I know you would have. I'm not kidding you. We'll talk more after the break. I'm not sure if we're in for anybody anymore. It's Tim and Tausch in the morning here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. A Radisson Hotel and Conference Center green and gold training camp update presented by Robert Hack Diamonds, where they'll pay you green for your gold. From Town. here's Mike Clemens. The Packers defeat the Titans 31-17. Tennessee scored first on a nine-play drive and a touchdown for Marcus Mariota to Darius Jennings. As an offense, if we can go out there, operations clean, um, you know, we're able to move the ball, obviously score points, but just getting in and out of the huddle, just little things like that, getting back into the tempo of a game, just making sure everything's clean and crisp. Packers quarterback Brett Hundley responded with a 48-yard shot to Devontae Adams and then an 8-yard toss to running back Jamal Williams to tie it up. Hundley, after the game. I just executed, you know, uh, whatever's called and just knowing what we do. You know, we can make plays with our feet. As a quarterback, we can, you know, we're good at making throws when we need to make them and it's just really play speed for us. So as long as we get that going and get the tempo moving, I think that's the best best bet for this offense. Mike McCarthy. I thought Brett Huntley um, did some really good things. Got us started with the big, you know, the big throw there. So productive uh, decision making was sound. You know, I, I thought clearly his tempo was the best of the three quarterbacks. It was a rough night for Green Bay rookie receiver Jamon Moore, who had two drops, just three catches on seven attempts. His longest completion for just nine yards. Ming Shu. Couldn't really tell you. Um, that's a play I make, so just got to put it behind me. It's part of life, you know. You don't have some battles, so it's how you respond. So you got to go out there and respond. Best Packers coverage on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 